Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome to another episode of Our Quran Journey where we explore and reflect on the sacred verses of Holy Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and Tadabur. As we are not trained and qualified as Atizas, we do not do our own tafsir of the verses that we have selected. Our discussions are aided by tafsir resources such as books and videos. Today's podcast features another guest that we invited, Hilza from Homies in Jana. If you don't already know, Homies in Jana is a sister brand of Tudung People SG and it's a lifestyle brand where you can shop for things like Islamic books, which are my personal favourite, masks, brooches and envelopes among other things. Homies in Jana have also held their own halaka sessions on IG Live, which many have benefited from, including us as mentioned in past podcasts. So Filza, please do share with us more about yourself. Assalamualaikum everyone. <clears throat> okay, so as Farah has shared uh, just now, Hitch is actually a lifestyle brand which strives to encourage people to chase baraka in the everyday. So that's why we started doing the halaka um, online during Ramadan and post-Ramadan. So through that, we actually aim to seek beneficial knowledge together as a community. And at the same time, we also aim to enjoy products which helps us in seeking faith. Thanks, Dilza. So, maybe perhaps you could share with us uh, some of the goals that uh, you intend for Hitch. Alright, so um, actually there are two goals. Okay, Through Hitch, we strive to do two things that, you know, we want to share um, <clears throat> a common value which is striving um, towards uh, chasing Baraka through our thinking. Yeah, and at the same time, we also want to enjoy uh, beautiful products uh, and very purposefully designed products um, uh, designed by our in-house team and also at the same time curated by people who are also uh, striving to seek beneficial knowledge together with us. You see, okay, yeah, I, I really love the, the things that you guys create because some of it is really, really like not easy to find in Singapore and when oh. you want to ship it over from like, let's say Malaysia, Mm-mm. and then like one book costs 60 and then the shipping costs 960 so like totally no logic there because <laughs> like <laughs> shipping is so expensive so you guys like you know just cut that middle part for us and yeah. thank you for that yeah you're welcome so that's what we strive to do like in the curation part <laughs> that's right <laughs> um, yeah. alright so for today's topic as chosen by Filza uh, is striving to submit so could you share with us the verse that you have selected Okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amal ba'ad. Okay, so that uh, relieves my anxiety a bit. <laughs> yeah, and something also I picked up from uh, Kak Sumi. I um, fondly known, uh, know her as Kak Sumi, although you guys would know her as Sumi Jones, right? So the reason why I chose this verse from Surah Al-Isra, call upon Allah or call upon the most merciful Ar-Rahman, by whatever name you call upon him, to him belong the most beautiful names. Okay, from my personal experience, um, I feel that um, living through the lockdown during Ramadan has really changed my routines and how I perceive uh, Ramadan and seeking knowledge. And the actually... Um, the solitude has actually brought a lot of tremendous uh, benefits um, and through learning the Quran and learning about Allah's name, you know, it has actually um, changed uh, how I see uh, seeking faith to be. Yep, so that's the reason uh, why I chose this verse to uh, reflect with all of you. 
All right, thanks, Liza. I, I think uh, I resonate with um, your quest to, to seek more knowledge in terms of like learning uh, the, the 99 names. I, I think it's fairly important because like I think there was once I heard somewhere like um, how do you love Allah if you don't know what are his traits? And in his 99 names, you find all of his wonderful traits. Yeah, exactly. Because like... Um, I don't know if you guys ever read this book, Nearness to You, by Fadila Wahid. Not yet, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so in this book, right, um, okay, let me just share There's this part that really macam resonates with me. She said that um, our dependence, reliance on God, and therefore the assistance we receive uh, follow our knowledge of Him and His attributes. So I think that really... Um, says a lot um, and wraps up, uh, like not wraps up, but um, set, sets the stage for today's uh, discussion because I feel that the more we know uh, about Allah, um, the more that uh, we want to like um, seek reliance on, uh, on Him and put our trust on Him. And if we don't know much about Him, uh, we would just like our outer limbs would do the actions. Like, you know, we will uh, pray, we will strive to um do extra prayers, you know, but actually uh, we can actually uh, question ourselves, like how sincere are we um, in doing uh, these deeds? Uh, and if something happens to us, are we still going to continue uh, doing it? Lah? Yeah, Yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, over time, if you like, you know, you don't, you don't know why you're doing it mm. or like for whom you're doing it for, it, it tends to just be like muscle memory kind of thing and just doing it like, you know, it's just, it's just actions and yeah, just going through the motions. Correct, exactly. Yeah, so I think it's really important. So, what are some of the things that you do to help yourself um learn more about uh the, the names of Allah or like uh, get yourself closer to Allah? Yeah. Okay. So actually, you know, um after uh the after Ramadan, uh, I felt that. Um, the punya motivation um, to continue doing what I did in Ramadan, it actually wavered off tau. Yeah, so it, it went like that for like a month. So I was just like um, surviving mode, uh, surviving mode, eh? not like really thriving mode. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I got a little bit worried and I said to my uh, ilm body. So I think having ilm bodies really helped like what you guys are doing. Eh? I said, um, okay, uh, her name is Zuhara. I said, Zu. I think cannot lah, we need to have like another goal that we want to learn, you know. So I said, okay, since this uh, system is working, why not we find another series of lecture that uh, both of us uh, can agree on. And then after that, uh, we will every week have, an halaka, have a halaka uh, in which we will share lah, our knowledge. Yeah, so um, we, chance upon Shaya Sirkadi, beautiful names of Allah. Yeah, and then uh, we uh, learned a lot lah from him. Uh, he's very much Allah um, in his knowledge. Yeah, and actually, you know, like uh, from his lecture, I actually learned that actually Allah's name is not only limited to ninety nine names. Uh, actually, there's a lot. Yeah, but uh, the the scholar like some of the scholars, uh, macam uh, to make it simple uh, or something, right? Um, I might be wrong, okay? Uh, they just uh, put as 99 names of Allah, but actually ada banyak, yeah, which some we might not even uh, know. To me, that was something very new. Yeah, same, same here. I just got to know today. Today I learned. Yeah, today <laughs> Thanks I learned. to you. 
So one of the names um, that uh, he mentioned, and I've been learning a lot, I'm trying to internalize a lot, is what this uh, verse says that call upon Allah or call upon the most merciful uh, Ar-Rahman. Okay, so um, I think the name of Ar-Rahman is something that everyone knows, like he is the most merciful and someone who is exceedingly uh, merciful. And what I learned is that, um, you know, like sometimes um, when we do uh, an ibadah and then after that we um, do something bad, we might feel that, oh, alamak, you know, um, I've done something bad. And because of that, um, I just want to give up because I've done one bad thing, right? And then it's going to lead me to another BCD. So I might as well like give up, lah, something like that. Yeah, but from him, I actually learned that Allah is actually the most uh, merciful and no matter what wrong that you do, He will actually uh, forgive you. Even if your sins were as much as from the, uh, from the land to the sky, His mercy is actually all uh, encompassing. And something that is new to me is also that His mercy uh, is contained in 100 parts and yes. one part of His mercy is in this dunya and 99 part is yeah. in the hereafter. Yeah, that's really amazing. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, really, my mind was blown also. Yeah, my mind was really blown because to me, I experienced his mercy in many ways, you know, from our hijra. And even in our hijra, the banyak struggle. And through all of that, it's only one part of his mercy. Wow, that means he can like forgive everything that we do as long as we are sincere to turn back uh, to him. So yeah, what I learned is that macam, don't depend on yourself. Uh, to enter Jannah but, also, uh, but instead Depend on Allah's mercy To enter Jannah Because whatever we do Actually uh, It won't be enough To enter Jannah But it's only because Of Allah's mercy That we, we even have a chance To enter Jannah And I think that Wow that's really Mind blowing to me like, It really shifts my perspective To not give up Yeah Yeah same I I, um, I can't I can't remember Where I found it from But there was an entire book About this um, About uh, How you can only Enter Jannah um, through Allah's mercy it, it, I think it's a really good book I'm only halfway through oh, It's called The Journey to Allah Oh, good Yeah, good so it, it's really good um, I found it online I don't think there's hard copies anywhere Maybe you can try uh, oh, Having okay. a read through it Because it, it will be, uh, I think it's Imam Hanbali If I'm not wrong uh, he, share, share with me the title later Okay, I'll share with you um, <laughs> Can it, I ask you something? Yeah Okay I realise that most of you Here are moms Am I right? Or parents? Actually, most of, most of them are actually two of them, and then yeah, coming soon. Oh, that's one more. Nice. Yes. Okay, because I always find it very inspiring that okay, because I'm I'm single, um, and I'm not yet married, so I have the luxury of time to seek knowledge and everything, you know. And if I don't do it, it's on me, lah, you know, because I wasting time. <laughs> but when I see like my friends who are mothers who have a lot of roles to juggle and everything, then they got time to like seek knowledge, got time to do podcasts like this. I'm always very inspired. So like, how do you actually like macam make time to do it? Let me tell you when huh? I answer that first. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a commitment, lah, that you you set out to do something. Yeah, yeah. Since we can. Let each other down, right? So we always make sure we show up <laughs> oh, so this, <laughs> to the this, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So Even this though, podcast is one of the motivation, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's nice. Huh? Like it's having a group of friends is something that you wouldn't like want to disappoint and let go. So you will do it like yeah. every week. <laughs> yeah. Man. 
Yeah, I think that's like, really helpful. Yeah, another one of my motivation also, mm-hmm. like why I started this was, mm-hmm. like, uh, I realized that when, there was just one night I wanted to tell my son uh, a okay. bedtime story. Right. I ended up tell- telling him about Goldilocks. Goldilocks. <laughs> not that it's a bad story, yeah, but yeah. it's just not how I want to, you know, uh, end his night. <laughs> So I decided like, wow, I don't know anything about our prophet or like Islamic stories, nothing at all. So like then I it it got into got, it got to a point like okay um if I don't know anything at all, how am I supposed to teach him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one of the motivation lies. I mean, um on top of doing it for myself, uh this is just a secondary like a motivation for me to to keep going. And yeah, the poor girls for always meeting up on Thursday, ah, you cannot miss. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Our children uh, would be the motivation to like lead by example and share yeah. with them beneficial knowledge. Yeah, because mm. we're like their first universities or something. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. I have a note, some notes that I want to share. Okay, so actually before our podcast, right, Um, I was actually doing like, um, okay, uh, I actually don't memorize like Sira things very well. Yep. So I always have to like go back to like listening to the lecture again and again. <laughs> so I was trying to find a bit of context of this how this surah was revealed on Surah Al Isra. So what I learned is actually um the context of Surah uh, Surah Al Isra was revealed because the Prophet Muhammad was uh, facing a very big uh, hurdle in which like macam the people of Makkah, orang macam dah tak nak listen to his dakwah already. Yeah, and that's uh, when um, he um, actually had to find new people to make dakwah to. And that's when uh, Allah actually uh, revealed um, uh, some motivation for him through uh, Surah Al-Isra. And one of the themes of Surah Al-Isra is actually about comforting the Prophet Muhammad uh, wasallam, And also mentions a lot about the uh, beauty uh, of uh, the Qur'an. Yep. So, like when we when I think about it, like when you want to call upon Allah, um, I feel that um, if you do it, like we have to find a way to do it uh, consistently, and some that's sometimes like quite a struggle because like macam you know we will be preoccupied with our dunya things and things like that. Um, but I've always been um thinking macam you know how can I um uh, do small things but do it uh very very consistently. And this is something that I've been trying to like uh, find answers to lah. And uh, Alhamdulillah, like uh, I was like um, listening to this lecture by Noman Ali Khan. Um, he said that our heart is always changing. You know, sometimes you want to do good, but sometimes we are distracted by bad things. Yeah. Uh, so he said to always make this dua consistently um, to that point on relying upon Allah. Um, the dua being, Oh Allah, um, please do not deviate our hearts after you have uh, guided us. Yeah, and I think that's a very uh, good du'a that I want to practice um, every day. Yeah, what about you guys? What are some of the du'as that you uh, always hold on to daily? The du'a that I really like to make is for Allah to ease my dealings um, daily. Because like, I, I think you have heard from my past podcast, like our past podcast, right? That I, I'm really struggling with work, right? So it's just yeah, it's just it's just real like it's so much things. I just don't even know how to ask for specific things anymore. I just ask for like ease for the day, lah. Just just to go through the day without any um 
major events uh, that really causes me to pull my hair at work. So yeah, that's the one of the two hours I make every day. Oh, that's nice. Anyways? So, what about, uh, what about Raf? Uh, for me, I think similarly to Farah, it's um, it's the one that I re- I always recite before work, or before I I have to see my you know I have to talk to my boss or you know or whoever whatsoever that's going to make me nervous. So it's the uh, from Surah Toha. Uh, I yeah. think I think we covered previously. Um, Rabbish Rohli Sodri Wayasili Amri Wahlul Ukdatan Milisani Yafkahu Kauli. Yeah, so uh, my Lord expand for me my breast with assurance and ease for me my task and untie the knot, untie the knot for my tongue that they may understand my speech. So I, I mean, it's really so far it has been really helpful for me in calming me down. Uh, I also used that previously when I had to sit for my exams during my undergrad days. So each time, you know, before, just before my papers, I will recite that. I mean, even though I don't have to, you know, I don't have to do oral exam, but, you know, it's just, you know, just wanting to just calm my nerves, you know, apart from, you know, apart from uh, reciting Surah Yasin and all that lah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Yasin, I had to kursi. Yeah. So I thought that, that, so that, Part of Surah, uh, uh, verse 20, um, Surah 20, uh, 20 uh, verses 25 to 20. I thought that really helped me. Thanks again, Sharon. Thank you. I'm going to like practice that also. That's good. Because I'm always like very anxious when I, especially if I have to share things like ill. Because I'm scared if I, if, am I sharing the right things? <laughs> yeah, it's the same fear yeah. that we have. Yeah, right. Yeah. Thank you. What about Nat? I'm going to share us. Um, haha. To be honest, I don't really make du'a, but I mean, I, I do try to think that, uh, like keep Allah in my mind. But the du'a that I always recite because I uh, I drive every day is du'a when I'm in the car. Like to, for Allah to keep me safe when I drive because yeah, I tend to be a bit crazy. Like <laughs> my friends can vouch for it. So yeah, um, and, uh, and my mom's always like, Making sure that whenever we leave the house, we read du'a too, so that Allah will protect us and give us a good, <laughs> a good, um, what do you call that? Uh, a safe journey to work and a good day at work. I, I hope that counts as a du'a because I haven't been very consistent in making du'a every day, which I know I should. Oh, of course that counts, right? You make du'a when you leave the house, wow. Yeah. And like, yeah, whenever I do something, I'll just like, you know, always start off with bismillah. Yeah. yeah. Actually, there's one du'a that our parents will always tell us to read. Oh, what, what is uh, it? Du'a from Nabi Yunus alayhi salam. I think you all know, right? The la ilaha illa anta subhanahi ni kuntu minah zolimin. Mm-hmm. Protect us from like... Actually, yeah, we should do a podcast about it. Du'a. I've heard of that du'a yeah. though. It's basically like... Uh, what he, 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 he said this du'a when he was in the belly of the whale. Because uh, I think at, at the point of time when he was swallowed, I think he, he did not uh, acknowledge his mistake only only when he sat down and reflected and then he acknowledged and then that's where Allah uh, got him out, found a way for him to get out from the uh, belly of the whale. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like we can say that every one of us, macam, we have different do'as that's personal to us um, and, and I think that resonates with like the second part where, when they say by whatever name you call upon him because I think every one of us, we go through different struggles, uh, different uh, hardship um, and because of that, um, it's actually interesting because like 
um, I was listening to this um, podcast uh, video lah, video by Prof Muhaya. He said, she said that you know like um, how we can view life is in three ways. That is how life happens uh, to us, through us, or some uh, or we feel that um, life happens because of us. Yep. So she said that of course the third one because of us is. Um, Arrogance lah. We think that things happen because of us, and that's not where we want to be. Um, the second, uh, the first one being a very reactive approach, like what happens to us, and then kalau something bad happens to us, then we will be in a bad mood. Then we won't do good things, you know. Uh, we won't like uh, solar or things like that. Or we could look at it at what happens through, uh, like what God wants to show through us. And when we take that approach, to macam she said that, right? Uh, then we won't be very reactive to. Uh, whether things happen that is good or that is bad in whichever situation we will have two things which is we are either patient or we are grateful for whatever happens to us yeah and i think that was a very um, good learning point for me uh, i think this is um that 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 view is also similar to i think we we did we did a podcast i can't remember which podcast was it but uh i think it was something along the lines of um, you know, we can view calamity as, you know, as a musibah for us, but it can also be uh, something, something that, you know, we, we can, we can see the rezeki in also the calamity um, that has happened to us because let's say, you know, it could have been something bigger, but, you know, but we only went through this small calamity or it could have been something that saved us from something else. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So I think it's important that we have... Um, uh, we, we view things in in a different perspective, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to share a very personal experience to me um, re- with regards to calamities. Like, macam, okay, like, um, I actually have, um, I'm actually the second, um, and I actually have a sister, and I have two late brothers, one who is older than me, and one who is uh, younger than me. Okay. So, my two late brothers, they are diagnosed with uh, muscular dystrophy which means that as they get older, their muscle actually degenerate. Tau. So they can't walk. So when they are small, they can walk. But when they are much older, they, can, they cannot walk. Yeah, so it gets weaker and weaker uh, as years goes by. Lah. Yeah. So I think I learned a lot from them that maybe to me or to people outside, they see it as a calamity because they cannot walk, right? So, because they cannot walk, they don't have physical strength. But what I see from them is actually the total opposite. I feel that even though they don't have physical strength, uh, Allah blessed them with mental strength, which is uh, way beyond what I have as someone who can have legs to move, you know. But they would see every adversity as something uh, very uh, positive. And this is something that um, um, I learned from them. And I like much even though they have passed on, it's something that you know I try to uh, emulate lah. Yeah, it's really really not easy to to develop a sense of patience and um, like sabah and right. rather like you know acceptance of of the situation that you put in. It's really 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 difficult, and I think it's even more difficult when you don't have um, Allah with you or you don't have Allah in your mind. Yeah, I find that you spiral down quicker when when you don't ha- when you don't think of Allah, true. Uh, and you don't have like something to hold on to, like your prayers or like your Quran. Like I I find that, yeah. um, when we read the Quran, we feel 
slightly better each day. And like, even if it's just one verse, um, it is enough to make you feel like, oh, I did something productive today, <laughs> even though it's yeah, just yeah. one verse. Can. <laughs> okay, I I add a bit. Okay, because mm-hmm. I was just discussing to this uh, uh to my friends Malama. I say that mm-hmm. uh you know, like sometimes, right, uh, in this digital age, we can get a little bit consumed by digital uh, media, which is social media, right? So uh, I've been trying to actually um, cut down on my social media consumption uh, because I feel that sometimes I concern myself with things that are not supposed to be. Yep. And this actually gets bit by bit, um, inches me away from doing good. But on the other hand, if let's say um, every day I try to discipline myself like what uh, Farah said lah, macam even I read one ayat of the Quran or like just ponder upon one one verse, right? I feel that it gets better. Like, okay, after I do this, it interests me to do another good deed. Another good deed. Yeah. So, um, uh, having this routine of like macam uh, just doing something very small but very consistently and having a portion of the Quran that is very personal to you, yeah, that actually really helps. Yeah, I agree. And I also think like, um, especially so when you are feeling demotivated, don't think about like the, the things that you have done when your motivation level is high or the mm-hmm. goals that you want to reach. Because I find that can be like uh, very, very overwhelming. Uh, after some time, mm. like, oh, I used to do this and that, and then, like, I, I want to do this and that, but, like, there's so many things to do, so, like, I think, uh, yeah, like you say, we have to do small things consistently, and then make, like, small goals, and then celebrate the small wins. Yeah, correct, yeah. and also, uh, to that point, like, sometimes we are very focused on the results, lah. like, like, we want to, uh, Gay, okay, uh, we want to lose weight, for example, you know, then macam after we do one week of exercise, we think our weighing skill tak lose it, uh, tak apa, forget it, let's just eat McDonald's. <laughs> that's me, that's me. Because <laughs> I just ate McDonald's just now. Me <laughs> too. This is like girl confessions. Okay, but right, tomorrow, tomorrow I will work out again. Okay, small win. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, little things like that. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is like, much focus, uh, focus on the process, lah. Because, uh, we don't we don't control the results, but Allah will determine, lah. Uh, what is the results? Uh, but Allah will, uh, reward us based on our intention and our effort. Yeah. So I think that's the thing that really much makes me more chill. Because if not, I'm always very, much every time I want to take control of the situation, right? So, like, we need to strive to submit in little, little ways uh, like this, but it actually adds up to the bigger things in our, in our life. I actually want to share about this. So, I'm currently attending this um, Quran etiquette series uh, by Muslim seekers, uh, by uh, this Ustaz Zulkifli. Okay. Uh, so, uh, it's uh, during last week's session. Last week was the first session, actually. So it mentioned okay. that you know, because man mankind has endless problems. So, right. but we are never able to witness the effectiveness of uh, the Quran uh, mm. as the rightful solution to all our predicaments because we do not um, because we fail to accept Allah's guidance and solutions that is in the Quran. Right. Because you know we we tend to you know we tend to not look into the Quran for all, all our solutions. So 
for all for the solutions to to come right we have to you know we have it has to start from within for us to accept allah's words you know accept the quran within ourselves yeah yeah so i thought that was it was very interesting what what ustaz said and then it's true because if you look at it there's a lot of there's a lot of solutions to our issues like even for our health issues that's actually in the quran but yeah. we just don't look to the Quran for the answers. Correct. Yeah, you know, like funny you said about acceptance because I've been thinking a lot about this. Macam, actually, our level of acceptance to Allah's Qadar is, um, I feel, is directly proportionate to how much you want to receive feedback uh, from people around us uh, or like through what Allah gives to us. Yeah, and sometimes it's like uh, hindered by our ego lah. Like our ego to accept that, oh, macam that thing memang not meant for me. Or actually, I'm in the wrong. So because I'm in the wrong, like macam just just forgive that person. So then macam, yeah, if you want Allah to show us mercy, then we got to be merciful uh, towards uh, others. Um, and sometimes that's quite difficult because, um, you know, we are kind to people. Then tiba-tiba orang marah kita balik. Then we're like, what? What's happening here, you know? Yeah. yeah Yeah I find I find that also difficult Like Wow you're being so nice And then this person Is just being so rude Like you have You're so close to snapping Back at uh-uh. the end So it's like Yeah It's, it's really really difficult lah. Like Yeah uh, And that's to outsiders mm-hmm. And like um, Macam More importantly uh, Is that We are also merciful Towards people In our direct family Because I think In the household can We interact the most to with our parents, our siblings, you know, our um, um friend, uh, not not friends, our spouses, and all this. So we tend to sometimes show them like the bad side of us. Can, yeah. Okay. yeah. So when when I think about this verse of Allah being merciful to us, um, I think about like my um, Oh, actually, when I look at my parents, I I I. I uh, have a sense that oh, like this is Allah showing His mercy. I look at my cats, which are oh, okay, they're so cute. You know, Allah is being merciful, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Changing that perspective a bit, lah. <laughs> when you it. live in the same house as other people, you mm. they, you tend to see their like real behavior yeah. and yourself also. Too much. Sometimes it gets uh, intolerable. Right? Well, I cannot tolerate this kind of behavior, but. <laughs> You have no choice because you stay in the same house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great practice for patients, lah. Especially, especially with your parents, like, uh, like we touched in the one of the previous podcasts about parents. Like, it's really yeah. sometimes too hard to, much. Um, I one easy example, lah. Technology and parents. Some parents are some parents are good at it. Some parents are not. So when they ask you for help with like some apps on their phone, and you get so impatient. Oh mm. no! Mm, yeah. So yeah, small things to work on. Uh-uh, true. Actually, I I do have something to share in relation to um uh the ninety nine names. Uh, not sorry. Now that you said it's not ninety nine names, uh, names of Allah. During fasting month, if I remember correctly, I attended the uh, Aisha Shahira's workshop. I think you heard of her. Uh, mm-hmm. she she did the. I can't remember which class, but uh, there was a session about uh names of Allah and how she adds them into her dua, and I find that. Uh, this one of the ways if you want to get know uh, Allah's names and I find it the most effective mm-hmm. because it forces you to really look into the names and sometimes you just beli the buku um, of Allah's names and then you just say oh, okay Allah Ghaful the most forgiving and then that's it right mm-hmm. and then okay lah this one is quite straightforward Allah Ghaful you just add it into your dua for, to ask for forgiveness 
But there are some <laughs> there are some that are not so straightforward. Okay. Uh, to me lah, to me ah, and um, it she recommended to like do an exercise like one a day if you can manage. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you look into the name, and then uh, you write down like like do a journal of the mm-hmm. names, and then uh, you write down how you feel about them when you read about it. When you read about the description. How do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about it? And then uh. How how would you add it into your doa? So I find that uh, it's easy to read about the name and the description, but the harder part is to incorporate it in your duas. Like okay, for example, like uh, Al Kaha, right? He's the ever ever dominating. Oh, also also put your reflections in it lah, so it, so that uh you know it's easier for you. So like, how do you add Al Kaha into into doa, right? So you you'll be forced to literally like find a few sources. Um, to, to read out about this name and then eventually add it into your doa lah. Mm-mm. Personally, for me, I've added it into a uh, doa to like make my heart surrender only to him and to make me remember him and his powers, so that uh, I may I may abandon things that uh cause me to sin and to uh be kind to the weak lah. This this just some examples of how you can like put weight into your doa when you you know you wanna create your own list to so, like. Uh, at the end of the day, in this journal, you already have your own list of duas, and that list of duas already has uh, Allah's names in it. So uh, I find that it also benefits you in the long run. Yeah, actually, that's what me and my friends did in this halaka for the last ten, twelve weeks. Can we after we hear the lecture, <clears throat> we will uh, think about and reflect about the name of Allah uh, according to that uh, particular week, and then we will write our own dua. And then at the end of the session, we will share our doa. Yeah, so it's really uh, beneficial. There's this name um, of Allah Al-Musawir, the fashioner and the designer of everything uh, in this world, you know. So when I got to know about the name and coincidentally, I was um, feeling stuck. Lah, macam, um, mm. I felt that um, I was not doing my best design work, you know. So then I thought of this name, then I'm like, I try to call upon his name, Al-Musawir, right? Uh, to help me design things that are more beautiful. Yeah, and then like, um, Allah like actually showed me uh, a way um, of this of the problem, uh, like macam weeks later. Yeah, then when I think about it, wow, like Allah really responds to our du'as um, um, in ways that sometimes we uh, don't even realize lah, macam very discreet lah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And it, yeah, like I say, like you put more, much um, weight, and you feel better after that because you really correct. call upon the designer, the ultimate designer, though. So yeah, like, yeah. correct. Then like, wow, okay, amazing, yeah. amazing. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. Kalau jadi udah kecil, better much a sponge, though. So yeah. everything also they will, you know, like the doa of the children is so cute and like so sincere, right? Oh Allah, I want some toys. So every toys also they ask for Allah say, you know, we should do that as well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. You teach your kids to say that, you know, like, uh, you want you want this toy, okay, you do ah, uh, or you want to go here, you do ah, uh, and then you don't do it yourself. Like, <laughs> True. Because I think we are we have been so used eh, to ask help from Allah, you know, that, uh, oh Allah, you know, help me with this, you know, I ask of you uh, with this, with uh, with this and that, but we have never ever, you know, uh, take it upon ourselves to actually mention any of his names, specific names. 
you know example uh, let's say we want forgiveness we say al-ghafur you know we want his mercy ar-rahman or ar-rahim but we have never ever mentioned such things so we always say uh, oh allah you know hope you, you know uh, i uh, I'll, I'll ask for mercy from you you know it's akin to actually um you know when we ask for a favor from someone right we don't just tell them eh can you help me with this we actually ask nicely from them so eh ah uh, eh farah can you know help me with this so you know yeah, it, yeah. uh rasa sedap kan yeah. when you know when you ask when you address them by their name so i think it's the same for allah also yeah. like you know there's that connection you know we have yeah, it feels like yes very intimate close relationship eh? and that's, yeah. what, that's what we want to try to always strive to do yeah that's very sweet uh yeah we have to make it a habit also we have to start learning the names and i think it's good good to actually incorporate this uh for maybe every of our tadabbur sessions we can have one uh we can focus on one uh, allah's names yeah i i follow aida aslinla and what she does is that she talk about uh making zikir every day and then like for example if you are doing housework you can actually do zikir so what i did is So recently, I've only started recently lah. I found a zikir on Spotify, and there's this zikir that um that is like uh Allah's names. So it's not exactly like Farah where, but you know, you learn like in depth about Allah's names. This one is just a zikir that repeats Allah's names. So um, I find that helpful because um after a while you kind of just you know yeah. it has a meaning also. So it kinds of get ingrained in you. Because you you are just listening as you do work, you're listening, and then you end up just reciting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, I'm unknowingly I I I follow Ida Slint and sign up for her podcast and everything, but I haven't been consistently going because I've been. Uh, it, of course, it's an excuse lah. I've been busy and everything, but yeah, uh, I find that if you start off with like you know just hearing to the ZK that you can find on Spotify or even YouTube. It's actually quite helpful to learn the names of Allah. It's like a start, ah. Yeah, yeah correct. Wow, it's so beautiful. Like when you do housework, you are zikiring. Yeah, I must learn that. Yeah. First, when I do housework, I grumble. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay, nah. Yes, but actually, I find it better. You know, like you mm. are actually like motivated to do. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly. Correct. Uh-uh. Okay, I'm going to yeah. start practicing that Because like, uh, um, I don't know about you guys But I hate working out But we need to work out Because uh, I'm like, age is catching up, you know So sometimes when I do work out, right, I will ZK You know, because we're just susah working out So try to like, make it easier Yeah, and a bit more like, fun And at mm. least got some meaning to it <laughs> yeah. For now, I can only manage what my kids teach me The do'as that they teach me Because they would like to make it into a song. <laughs> so, it's easier to remember. Yeah. So, actually, they are my teachers. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I also feel like um students are also our teachers. Yeah, seem like kids. Speaking of this, uh, uh, I don't know whether you guys watch Omahana. Because I used to watch that when I was uh, fostering. So, uh, I learned a lot of do'a and whatnot through Omahana. Oh. Yeah, so sometimes when I, you know, when I want to recite a doa, I actually try to recall which song is that, and then try to connect the doa to the song. Oh. So that's how I try to, you know, recall the doa. That's how I memorize the doa tido. Because I have to sing it so many times. The <laughs> doa tido, you should listen to it. It's quite nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's always good to learn from kids punya uh, materials. Uh, also macam uh, story-story Nabi kan. You always look yeah, at yeah. YouTube videos because yeah. it's so interactive. And then you yeah. can like, catch it better. Yeah. yeah, that's right. 
Comic Hygienus uh, sell kids materials also, right? Yeah, we do, we yeah. do. Just and plug it in. <laughs> yeah, and inshallah, we, we are actually in the process of producing our own, inshallah. Yeah. Okay, we look forward to it. Okay, that's all for tonight. Um, Thank you, Filza, for joining us today. We are so honoured to have you. It's my pleasure. And if you Inshallah. guys haven't already seen Hitch uh, website, please do so. They have lots of interesting stuff. Uh, You can get like a book or two for yourself. If you like today's content, don't forget to Follow us on Spotify. We're also available on Instagram. The same handle, our foreign journey, where we post our foreign journaling to us and mini book reviews. Thanks for listening. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.